Hello, it's David Holtz, and I want to invite you today to today's podcast from Sin to Zen, and we're going to be addressing the celebration of what Easter means from a more spiritual and metaphysical point of view. I know there's going to be a lot of fast information on here for you to uh, feel, and maybe if you can't grasp it all mentally, just feel it with your inner spirit, with the gut of your being. So uh, stay tuned for From Sin to Zen. Welcome to From Sin to Zen. We realize this podcast may not be for everyone. However, we believe there are no accidents, and we were meant to connect today. Let's consider a serious question. If the restrictions caused by the laws of religious dogma would have been able to bring the whole world together, why are so many leaving organized religion in search of a new spirituality? From Sin to Zen offers you an opportunity to contemplate what is true, which you will decide for yourself during our journey to spiritual self-empowerment. If you are in the process of re-examining old beliefs that no longer serve you and realize there has to be a more excellent way, then this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma that may be holding you back from fully expressing all you were created to be. This will take us from fear-based dogmas to a love-based experience, or from sin to zen. Your spiritual guide for Sin to Zen, David Hulse. Throughout his years of spiritual searching, David has challenged many traditional doctrines, theologies, and dogmas. He has inspired numerous individuals toward a journey of self-discovery by sharing his own experiences. As David has traveled through various beliefs about God, he now sees himself as a bridge between the old and the new. His stirring presentations of intuitive wisdom will inspire and challenge you to move from believing in God to the experiential realm of knowing God and manifesting the spiritual aspects of love, peace, and joy in your life. It is my pleasure to introduce David Hulse for an enlightened journey from sin to zen. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. This is your host, David Hulse. And welcome to From Sin to Zen. And if you're new and wonder about the name of the podcast, this is directed toward those out there who are leaving more religion, as we've known it from man's uh, perspective, to a more understanding of our spirituality without a lot of the religion. When I say religion, I'm talking about doctrine and dogmas and man-made interpretations of things that are actually more understood by connecting to pure spirit as a inner voice within us that is always in the subtle stillness whispering its truths. And it's these spiritual truths that can set us free 
from a sin-fear-based consciousness to a more zen-calming understanding of how much we are loved as the Creator and how much the Creator loves us in the sense of His wonderful mercy and grace. So, we are in the week of Easter. Good Friday started, and now we're heading toward Easter Sunday here in the West and in the Christian world. So let's talk a little bit about Easter. I'm not going to go into the history of Easter, but if you trace back where we get the word Easter, it's actually from a sexual goddess, a pagan goddess. Now, I'm not judging that right or wrong. I don't think goddess is bad or a sexuality. Unfortunately, I think the feminine got a bad rap in Christianity because you have two uh, only um, uh, icons, I guess you would say, or two perceptions of woman, and that is in the Virgin Mary, which the majority of women out there are not going to fall into that line. And secondly, it is to the whore of Mary Magdalene was made into. So you have the whore and the virgin. There's not much in between for healthy feminine goddess sexuality. So I do want to recognize that today. Many of us who are calling ourselves spiritual but not so much religious intuitively feel that God, creator, has no religion. Thus at Easter they forgo the theological rituals of Christianity and instead we choose to celebrate the mystical event meditating upon the profound and powerful teachings of Rabbi Yeshua ben Yusuf also known as Jesus Christ, the Christ. Such meditations often reveal that the spiritual experiences of the teachings of Jesus are just as fresh and relevant today as they were in ancient times, unlike the time-warped doctrinal interpretations of Jesus and explanations which are offered by the ecumenical religions. What did Jesus teach? New Thought mystic Emmett Fox summed it up quite well in his book, Sermon on the Mount. And I quote, Jesus explains to us what is the nature uh, of God and what that nature is, tells us the meaning of life and death, shows us why we make mistakes, why we yield to temptation, why we become sick, impoverished or old, and most important, he tells us how of these so-called evils, that's in quotes, may be overcome, and how we may bring health, happiness, prosperity to our lives and into the lives of others if they wish for them to have it. Fox warned about relying on dated doctrines and creeds and dogmas of today's religions as explanations of the Christ existence. He writes, Jesus taught no theology whatsoever. His teaching is entirely spiritual and metaphysical. It will uh, startle many people who learn that the doctrines and theologies of the churches are human inventions built up by their authors out of their own mentality. There is absolutely no system of theology or doctrine to be found in the Bible. It simply is not there. Liberated from the bonds of theology, those who identify as spiritual are free to meditate upon and experience the metaphysical meaning of the Christ. And at Easter, they can also meditate upon the metaphysical meanings of the crucifixion and the resurrection. And that's what we want to talk on today.
First of all, the meaning of the Christ is defined metaphysically as a spiritual nucleus within each person. I like that. The Christ is a spiritual nucleus within each person. All our thoughts must be harmonized with this spiritual center before we can bring into expression the divine consciousness as exemplified by Yeshua. Each of us has within us the Christ, just as Jesus had. In New Thought Metaphysics, the Christ is called the realization of the presence of God within us. Similarly, the crucifixion could be meditated upon and realized as the crossing out in consciousness of ego. Remember, much that's in the Bible and in the external world is only a projection of the inner world. But when the truth of the inner world within us is filtered through the dogmas of man, it becomes misinterpreted as religious uh, perception and dogma. Each of us, remember, has the Christ within. So the ego was projected upon the body of Jesus as Jesus being crucified. But what was being crucified through the whole process of Jesus as he grew in wisdom and stature and knowledge was the undoing of his own ego. What do I mean? A self he was incarnated into that we have to be careful not to become. It's very powerful, this in the world, not of the world thing. You can be in your body, but not necessarily of your body. Because the body often tells us about parts of ourselves in which we need to heal and balance. Parts of ourselves that are being filtered through, again, the doctrines and perceptions and belief systems of religion itself, which teaches us we are lesser than. We are lesser than that which created us. And in that place between ourselves as we were created and the selves we become with our outer physical identity, there is a gap that is filled by the illusions of the world or misinformation of the world that we call the ego part of ourselves. What is ego? A false pseudo-self that we were not created to be, but we've become through the conditions of culture, religion, education, and outside systems. But even as Things look to be in a state of chaos. In the midst of all of that, underneath, there is a great awakening that is happening. Or we could say a collective resurrection. Are you part of that? Do you want to be a part of that? If so, that's what this podcast is for you. So let's look at this whole idea of resurrection, since that's kind of what Easter is basically about. From a metaphysical meaning of resurrection, the restoring of mind and body to their original underlying state. I'll read that again. Resurrection is the restoring of mind and body to their original underlying state. How is this accomplished? It is accomplished by the realization that God is spirit and that God created mankind with power like that which he himself possesses. Wow. See, that's the healing of separation right there. The healing of separation is not a complicated uh, system. It is an awakening in, within yourself um, that what you believe you lack uh, in the world of illusion and perception, you do not lack, but not only have, but are in the world of spirit and truth. So we don't just have spirit. We are a spirit. God is a spirit. And even the scripture, if you're following that, tells us, that there's only one spirit, one faith, one Lord, one baptism. Father, make them one. 
even as we are one. So that means there's not a human spirit and a divine spirit. There's just a spirit that is divine and it's trying to become human. But unfortunately, we have all these blockages that's blocking this resurrection from happening. And it is our place to begin to undo those blockages. What are the blockages? First of all, it could be such things as old um, emotional issues of our life that's not been healed or dealt with, that has been suppressed deeply into the grave of the subconscious. Maybe we'll get to that, the grave of the subconscious. Because it's out of the grave he arose, and it's out of your grave that you will arise. The word resurrection also suggests that there is a falling short of the divine standard, therefore the necessity to be restored and revived. Through resurrection, man becomes an inhabitant of here and now of a new heaven and a new earth. Revelations 21 and 1. Jesus was raised from the dead. He overcame death in the body. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us, For since one by by man came death, by man also comes the resurrection of the dead. Physical death is not what we are focusing on here, for there is no such thing as spiritual death, only as spirit moves from one experience of incarnation to another that we begin to see where there's growth adjustment to take place. Thank God we shall not all sleep. Paul is translated as writing in 1 Corinthians 15, but we shall be changed. The power of the resurrection is the Christ. These are powerful words. <clears throat> I am the resurrection and the life. John eleven twenty five. This resurrection is not of the future. Second Timothy one ten, but hath now been manifested by our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light. Again, that's Second Timothy one ten. The fact that it is the I am the resurrection <clears throat> was coming through Jesus and not from Jesus. We tend to not look past the, the body and the flesh of Jesus, but we get stuck at worshiping the body of Jesus. I have been a person who have followed the teachings and tried to research, the, to find the true teachings of Jesus as much as I possibly can, which has been an almost 60-year uh, journey for me. And I'm still, still digging layers and layers and layers. By the time I remove one layer, I find another layer. As I continue to peel away all of the different levels of beliefs and misinterpretations and things that are not in alignment with my innate intelligence, it, which is what's waking up in us. It's not humans are waking up. It's the divine who has been put into a place of being forgotten is awakening up. And the divine memory is trying to emerge and penetrate into the human consciousness in an explosion of divine power that is deep within all of us. We are the center of our power. Let's consider the realms of resurrection as spoken in John 5, 28 and 29. And I'm now sharing with you out of my book that I've written called Take Another Look, a scriptural review of traditional Christian and doctrine on page 25. And you can receive this book by contacting us here uh, at the address that is given to you at the end of this podcast. In John 5 and 28, 29, 
It talks about first the resurrection of life and the resurrection of damnation. It says that they will be resurrected to the good. Now, good means intrinsic characteristics of the material itself, the essential nature. Now, get this, and not the context, contents of any impurities it contains. See, we get stuck at every, everything that is wrong with ourselves, what is wrong with each other, and we never get past that veil of the flesh. We never get past that illusion that we are lesser than. And the body is lesser than. To speak the truth to you, I've had a challenge for many, many decades now of uh, trying to teach people that spirit did not create physical bodies. That God, a spirit, did not create my physical body. Common sense tells me exactly where my body came from. It came from two other bodies. And which have bodies that came from other bodies. And bodies come from bodies. And that's why the Bible says that which is of the flesh is of the flesh. And that which is of the spirit of the spirit. Now that's not a goal. That's just telling us that we're, that's where we are. That we are kind of a spirit caught in the body. And at some point when you wake up in consciousness and realize that you are a spiritual being. At that point you can make your body almost become the prison of your spirit because it's limited. We know our bodies are limited every day, every moment. I have to deal with the limitation of my body. I have to feed it. I have to bathe it. I have to water it. I have to groom it. I have to take care of it. It's constantly, cells are dying. Uh, constantly, constantly. It just keeps our attention all the time trying to keep our bodies in some kind of a healthy uh, condition to the point that we've neglected the real work of what we came for and that's to go into the core of the essence of who we are and understand our spiritual self. So again, we've, we've kind of uh, reversed cause and effect, and we keep thinking if we get our body in a certain place, we'll spiritually feel better. No, start with your spirit and know you're a spiritual being in a human body, and realize that by removing the blockages that in our, our human mind-body um, connection, that then that true essence of self will flow and manifest itself quite effortlessly into the mundane uh, of our lives. So I like this idea. I want to go through this again. The word good is intrinsic. Characteristics of the material itself. Now, I'm not talking about the good that is the opposite of evil. That's two different things. Um, if you're familiar with something called A Course in Miracles, one thing that I got from reading the Course was the fact that you can't have these two opposites as on the same level as two opposing realities. One has to be real. One is not real. And that's the way it looks at love and fear. That if love is real, then fear cannot be real because fear is not an absence of love. It's just misplaced love. We've misplaced our love into the deeper subconscious part of ourselves until in the lack of remembering who we are, the world fills us with illusions about ourself that uh, begins to form us into an image like itself. See? Itself. We were created in the image of a creator, but then the world comes along and forms us into their image and likeness. So now we have two images going on. But the question is, which is real, which is not real? Is the real one the one that was created in the likeness of your creator? I say yes. Or is it the one that needs healing all the time? That is uh, easy to get a disease or to get a virus or all the kind of things we constantly deal with on a daily basis 
which keeps us from really doing the work that we need to be doing, and that's going into the deeper aspects of ourself, clearing out anything that is not in alignment with our spiritual uh, divine consciousness. You know, even the Bible is very clear on a literal level that the mind of God dwells in us. My favorite is Philippians. I think it's two, four, something like that. That says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That means that mind is already in me. I just don't let it come forth. So I don't have to earn it, be good enough to get it or bad enough to lose it. It's just that I have not allowed it to come forth. Let this mind, allow this mind that is in you. Yes, you that are listening to me. The individual you that's hearing this is not by accident. Spirit wants you to know that in you is the perfect you as you were created to be. But we want to release it from the limitations of the body, mind. When I say body and mind and put that together, I'm talking about the brain. I'm not talking about the soul, which is connected more spirit, but to the brain mind, which is connected to the body. So the word good does not imply an attainment through self-works or outer effort. It speaks of the reality in which each person consists without the consideration of impurities or hidden defects. So let's look at this big word that turns so many of us off, and that's damnation, all right? It comes from the Greek word uh, krisis, that's K-R-I-S-I-S, meaning judgment, but also condemnation. Now, I want you to feel as much as here when the word is damnation. How does that make you feel? Your body tense up a little bit like, oh, God wants to damn me? What kind of God am I going to serve wants to damn me? Or if I say condemnation, ah, I release my tension because I realize that sometimes we have to be corrected. We have to be balanced in areas that we are condemned. In other words, I'm trying to say, often we know what is right for us and what is not so right for us. I think it's in, inherently built in to us. I just can't believe that. I know some people numb themselves, and I know that there's issues out there that is um, more difficult than others. <laughs> when people go into a psychotic uh, level and they totally lose all touch with reality, uh, people react in horrible ways that we hear about every day, especially in this world that we live in today where people are doing what they're doing to each other. We realize that something very seriously is going on. But that does not mean that deep, deep within them or any of us, there is this inner knowing, this inner value system of what we know uh, is right or wrong. And um, we need to get in touch with that because um, I think this is something that is very much missing uh, in the teachings of the church. So this word means condemnation. I hope I got that clear to you. It's a hard thing to talk about, but like if I do something and make a decision that is not in alignment with my higher good, then I feel a self-condemnation. It's not God condemning me. I am going, wait a minute, I know this doesn't feel right. This is not the right vibration. I'm not in the right frequency. When you're in that state, then you are in a state to correct yourself. You're in a state to heal what needs to be healed in the sense of, of what it is that is being 
shown are brought up through this idea of misalignment, we could call it, or missing the mark, right? Remember our word missing the mark, which has been translated sin in the Bible means missing the mark. So this damnation is a very interesting word. And then it talks about evil. Let's look at that. The evil that is resurrected will be brought to place of righteous judgment that brings correction. Now, in the original language, the word evil means, and this is important, foul, to clog, to obstruct with a foreign substance, or disrespect, or discredit, or what we call blockage, a blockage. It is not the thing itself. Listen to this. It also means a flaw which is hidden, a hidden defect that may cause failure under stress or weakness. So those who are resurrected in judgment have only dealt with the outer person. To focus on the outer person clogs and obstructs the flow of God. Yeah. So if I come in and buy into original sin doctrine that the church is going to teach me and I qualify that belief, it becomes that which obstructs the flow of life in me. So as I change these old dogmas and doctrines that I've bought into and unclog myself of them, then I become a clear vessel for spirit and life and immortality to flow through me even into the mundane of my life. I want to close the podcast with a scripture that talks about blessed are those who are a part of the first resurrection. The first resurrection. Let's define the word resurrection. It comes from the word anesthesius. That's A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-S if you're interested. And it means to stand up again. Here's a interesting word, again, rise to life again, and recovery from spiritual truth. That's what resurrection is. Now, this whole picture of Jesus being in the grave is quite interesting because the grave, if you look it up, merely means your own shadow of your subconscious mind. It's the place we put stuff we don't want to deal with through one lifetime or how many lifetimes you believe in, you put stuff in the tomb, you put stuff in the grave, and then you roll a stone over it and say it does not exist because I don't see it anymore because of the stone. But when the stone is rolled away, I felt that one, I could preach that. When the stone is rolled away and all of that that was in there comes forth into a resurrection. It says, blessed are you that are part of the first resurrection. In Revelations 20, 4 and 6. What does that mean? First is protos in the Greek, which means foremost in time. Blessed are those who have a place and an order. Today we call them the critical mass. We call them the first fruits. We call those of you that are listening out there who have said yes to spirit. I am willing. I am willing to shed all of my old garments of Babylonian religion and doctrines and beliefs that are not aligned with my spiritual remembrance of knowing who I am and knowing who my creator is and knowing who my brothers and sisters are. When that stone is rolled away and all of that comes forth to be healed, who shows up first but Mary Magdalene and thinks it's the gardener. Why the gardener? Because it's telling us now that the body has become the garden 
to which divine incorruptible seed is being planted in the soul of the body. And now we're able to raise our frequency and vibration. Yes, man did fall into illusion, but it is awakening out of illusion, illusion and the stone is being rolled away and all that was been in the, in the grave is coming forth for balancing. And we are returning to such an exciting. This is what Easter is to me. It is the resurrection of the mind. It is the remembrance of what has been forgotten and the restoration of the spiritual truth that will set you free. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I've just touched a little bit. I will be speaking on this on Sunday morning at uh, Heartlight Spiritual Center here in Charlotte. You can just go to heartlightcharlotte.org and pick us up at 11 o'clock live or anytime uh, later. It'll be downloaded on YouTube and also be on our on our channel. And you can get a fuller uh, message if you're interested in knowing more about what is the metaphysical Easter and how we can celebrate it without all the doctrine and dogma of men. Thank you so much. Until our next time, love to hear from you. And I hope that you'll tell somebody about this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Sin to Zen. From Sin to Zen is sponsored by Soma Energetics Vibrational Tools and Training. Raise your vibration at www.somaenergetics.com. And Heartlight Spiritual Center, a spirit-led, heart-centered, Christ-conscious, loving community. Raise your consciousness at www.heartlightcharlotte.org.